Good morning, and welcome to Pay It Forward's Help Yourself by Helping Others podcast. Today's podcast is another in our education series, and today's topic will be dietary supplements. I'm your moderator, Sherry, and I'm joined today by Alan and Mitchell. So we'll begin our discussion today with our first slide to explain what are dietary supplements. Uh, Alan, would you like to uh, tell our audience? Sure. Uh, supplement meaning that for whatever reason, if uh, you're, you cannot get enough uh, cru crucial minerals or whatever uh, thing that need for the body to function 100%, if you're deficient, then supplement is the way recommended uh, to um, make sure that your body has all the things that you need. Yes, yeah, so they contain dietary ingredients. Um, they're available in all kinds of forms, pills, capsules, tablets, gummies. Um, they have vitamins, minerals, botanicals. And as Alan said, they are uh, to provide additional nutrients um, that you may be lacking in your regular diet. Mm -hmm. so, and you know, not just your diet, you know, all humans are different. So different bodies process different vitamins and minerals differently. So it, you may have a deficiency just because of uh, genetics too. Very good point, Mitchell, yes. Okay, so moving on to our next slide, the benefits of dietary supplements. Uh, Mitchell, would you like to start us off on that topic? Sure. You know, ideally, it helps you provide yourself with balance. It helps improve um, and maintain your overall health. Um, it can help you meet your daily requirements of all the essential nutrients and vitamins that your body needs. True. Uh, what are uh, some of the other benefits, Alan, uh, maybe from you that you've personally experienced? Well, basically, for me, I'm a little bit older, so I can relate. When I was a teenager, I can just do all kinds of crazy things and my body will recover and I, I don't feel a big thing. But as I age or as I have some injuries or some health situations, then I can feel that my body is lacking something. Either I'm, uh, something is pain or some, whatever situation. So when I talk to my doctor or some kind of diet specialist, they recommend that I look into uh, researching, see what my body needs. So sometimes it's hit and miss, you know, is that I might be lacking potassium. For example, if I work in the yard for five hours, then obviously you're sweating a lot, then you cannot count on your breakfast or lunch to cover whatever you are losing. So it's, it's a, a trial and error for, for me. But hopefully with the pay for it, uh, we can probably cut down on all the trial and error for 20 years and then help people understand it so they can prevent certain situation from hurting the body permanently. Yeah, I agree, Alan. I think uh, I'm closer to your age as well than young Mitchell here. And I, I agree that uh, some of the benefits of supplements certainly uh, increase with age, um, especially uh, as they mentioned here, calcium and vitamin D for strong bones. I mean, one of the uh, biggest issues as you age is 
risks of falls. And I can tell you, I have fallen myself and I never had a broken bone in my life till I turned 50 years old. So, um, you know, building strong bones is one of the really important factors uh, as you age and supplements, I think, can really help in that regard. So besides the benefits of supplements, there also can be risks of dietary supplement, taking uh, dietary supplements. Uh, Mitchell, um, would you like to share some of that from this slide? Sure. I think before you're taking any type of supplement at all, you should always consult with a healthcare professional. Um, you never know what side effects come with anything that you take or having too much of one thing um, could lead to having other problems. Uh, you have to be careful what supplements you combine with other medications and things like that. So really, you know, just talking to someone and, and being aware of what you're doing, um, you have to be very careful. I, I know a lot of them, you know, they can give you heart problems if you take too much, certain supplements, um, where and I'm sure we'll get into later, where a lot of these things are not re not regulated by the FDA. Um, so you got to have to self-police a little bit. Absolutely. Alan, do you have anything to else uh, to also, add? Also, uh, you have to understand, like Mitchell was saying, every, everybody's DNA is slightly different. So uh, also the time of the day where you ingest uh, the supplement, or maybe sometimes it's better to do it with empty stomach. Sometimes maybe better before you go to bed. Sometimes it's better to with uh, some kind of very protein or fatty rich food. So all, all this, uh, are uh, essential because they interact with each other. So it's no such thing as you take one dose and then you're all good. It is combined with many other things. So you have to take that all into consideration. Mm -hmm. Right. So in, in, you know, in summary, it's, it's good to consult with a professional and also read the label um, because you're right. There can be interactions with other drugs or sometimes if you are having a surgical procedure or something, the doctor needs to know you're taking something because they may tell you to stop uh, taking it before you have a procedure. So again, you know, caution is needed, but um, using a professional to consult with or and definitely reading the label uh, can mitigate some of those risks. Okay, and on our next slide, uh, we'll talk about, uh, Mitchell had mentioned uh, the FDA and it was curious how supplements are regulated. And actually, the, as the bold type shows there, the FDA does not have the authority to approve dietary supplements for safety and effectiveness or to approve their labeling before they are actually sold to the public. Uh, Alan, were you aware of that? Yeah, actually, this is a uh, very critical thing because the fact that you can go from to go buy from a health store or supermarket or online doesn't mean that it has been um, tested and proven. And especially some of the smaller companies, they can make all kinds of claims on the label or advertising. It doesn't, let's say they might be say, this is good for pregnant women, but maybe they only test with five women. So, and, and also the women who knows what they may not be the same as the, whatever you're taking. So you have to do your own study research. I would try to go with some bigger company instead of buying from a small company 
hopefully the bigger company, the, again, there's no guarantee, but the bigger company, they might have scientists on staff, they might have labs on staff, or they might do some kind of uh, quality testing when they get the raw ingredient. Now, unfortunately, even the big company, it's very difficult to manufacture these things in the U.S. Because U.S., as you know, is the world leader in sanitary, you know, and cautious and all that. But uh, from what I heard, I think over 90% are made in China or other third world countries. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, the fact that like a, a big chain company buy using their own label or the brand is not made by them. They just buy it from some unknown factory. So you just have to proceed with caution. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yeah. I believe there are labeling uh, requirements for dietary supplements. Mitchell, can you tell us about that? It's yeah, you know, and we work in printing, so we know labels are just just printing. So you, we want people to be aware of what's inside of it. You have to have your date and things like that and location where things came from. But one of the biggest problems is counterfeit um, of these drugs. Sometimes you may be getting something as simple as calcium, but it's not calcium. And this is just because of the lack of regulation. This is just a business that's formed. Um, so even with reading the label, you have to be extra careful of what you're taking and make sure you, it comes from a respectable brand and uh, you educate yourself about what it is. Right. But uh, they are required to have uh, a supplement facts label, uh, which includes the serving size, the number of servings per container, um, the amount of serving of each ingredient. And I will even show you here, uh, this is um, an iron supplement. So as you can see, there is a label on the back. Maybe you can't see it too well. And it must identify itself as a supplement that is required. So if you look at any of those, vitamin D, calcium, a multivitamin, they will all read supplement on the bottom. And that is a regulation. Okay, so moving on to our next slide. Uh, this is about the FDA, again, uh, because they actually have a great deal of information on their website about supplements. It's very informative. So if anyone is interested in learning more, uh, the website is shown here, but basically it's 101 on dietary supplements. And it, like I said, it's a, there's a wealth of information on there. So please feel free as a consumer to take advantage of, of these tools. And going further, um, they encourage anyone to report any adverse events that happen from taking a supplement. And this is not just um, supplements. As we know, when we're in uh, drugs, you know, that are being developed by the large pharmaceutical companies. And you see those commercials with that, those lists of scary and endless side effects. Sometimes you're wondering like, wow, why would anyone take that? <laughs> but all of that is, um, that information is made available from testing. And this, because supplements are not regulated as such, it's really important 
that if someone does experience a very a bad adverse event from taking something, that it be reported. That is the only way that the FDA and other consumers can learn uh, what the effects may be from taking that supplement. So by reporting, you're helping the FDA, you're certainly helping yourself, and even better, you're helping other consumers so that everyone knows of potential reactions to watch for. Um, so they really do encourage if you do experience something that's, you know, a really bad side effect or bad reaction uh, to report it to the um, FDA. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then going uh, to our next slide, here are some categories of common supplements. Alan, do you want to start off? Sure. Basically, uh, your body is actually a miracle. It can do so many things. You can have energy. You can have uh, thinking, the brain, the hand, the eye. So all, you, you need all probably thousands of things happening properly to function uh, every day. But unfortunately, with the current modern farming, most of the food that you ingest mm -hmm. do not have uh, all the things that everybody needs. So um, some the category, like this slide said, it could be, you might be lack of some vitamin. Um, the vitamin, the most common one is probably lack of vitamin D. In the old days, back into the cavemen, we don't have indoor, no air conditioning. Mm -hmm. So people are out and about in nature, probably up to 15, 20 hours a day. Right. So there's plenty of vitamin D. Uh, but unfortunately, now we are all air conditioning. We work in the office. We stay at home. So that's important. If uh, your body cannot produce enough vitamin D, then you have to take the supplement. Mm -hmm. And then the next category are the minerals. The most important, in my opinion, is probably magnesium. The magnesium supposedly regulates over 300 functions within mm. your body can affect your mood, your sleep, your bone, your heart, everything. Obviously, there are other minerals too. Now, some minerals are um, depends on your DNA and also the type of diet. Maybe you don't need it. But statistics show in the US, majority of the people when tested, they are deficient. Mm. So they, they, they have, will be paying the price as they age or when there's some situation. And then maybe Mitchell, you can just continue. Just let us know about the other type of supplements. Um, yeah, you know, and then I think those being the, the major things, the vitamins and the minerals. Um, going back to the minerals a little bit, one of the problems we have is soil depletion. So even if you may be eating healthy, you may not be getting the proper amount of vitamins and minerals that you would presume to be in the fruits and vegetables. Um, but along with that, you know, you have different herbs and different compounds that come from plants, uh, amino acids and protein. And we talk with the USA fish with the omega-3 fatty acids. These, these things you can find, you know, in a regular diet, but it's hard particularly to get enough of those. So the supplementing of that is where it becomes very important to have the total overall balance that you need to be healthy. Right. And I think, too, um, as Alan mentioned, with processed foods, a lot of times um, 
when the food is processed, all the good ingredients are <laughs> processed right out of the right out of the food, right out of the crops. So I think that has increased uh, a lot of the deficiencies that many of us are experiencing. And then just, I think we have terrible eating habits. I know I do in the U.S. Um, it's just so easy to grab a fast food or whatever. So I think a lot of us are deficient um, and could benefit from taking things. And there's some that are very, you know, specific. Um, a lot of people have gut problems and probiotics help. My goodness, I give my dog a probiotic, <laughs> believe it or not. And then, you know, fish oil is can be critical for people with, you know, high triglycerides. And so there are just so many um, ailments that we are all dressing nowadays from, for many reasons, DNA, poor diet, et cetera. So it's, uh, there are all of these various categories that can come into play and help us all feel better and be more active. Well, another interesting thing I noticed is the newer generation, they will not eat anything that doesn't look perfect. So for example, like uh, bread, they want bread that are super white and a certain way. But as you know, when you process flour to make it white, you apply bleach and then you remove all the goodness mm. that nature provides, you know, all the multi-vitamin and everything is gone when you process it then the cake or the donut or whatever come out will come out beautiful now you use whole grain or the nature wheat to do it then when you bite into it it's not as smooth so people don't like that even though it's what god intended us to do same thing with rice i know we in, in Asian culture, we consume our rice, but in the old days, we have brown rice, we have rice that are just got it from the field, but mm -hmm. then it's kind of rough. Mm -hmm. But the older people, they like it because it's, it helps if your fiber will help. They have brown goodness in it. But guess what? When you buy rice from a restaurant, it's all super white, fluffy rice. So basically, everything has been removed from it. All, right. all the stuff that you took. Same thing with sugar. Like I remember when I grew up, we used brown sugar. Or, or sugar, actually, we just grind it from, from sugar cane. It has fiber, it has everything. But again, when you look at it, it looks ugly. It's brown, it has a lot of little specks in it. So if you give it to a kid, they don't want it. They want pure white, you know, Hawaiian CNH white sugar. So anyway, it can go on and on. Even chicken, they want perfectly chicken or whatever. Yeah, you know, I think part of it is the, for their Western diet, scalability has been more important than quality over the years. They want so many people to have chicken, to have these particular, to have rice. For everybody, you know, in the whole country here, they have to do processes that take out the important things that we need. And this is why the Western diet is a problem. People have the health issues that they have in this country. It's a deficiency in not getting the proper vitamins and minerals and such. Um, because like you said, Alan, it is processed. Okay, so uh, moving on to our next slide. These are the top 10 commonly used supplements. Um, multivitamins, omega-3 fatty acids, which is fish like fish oil, uh, vitamin D, 
probiotics, calcium, vitamin C, B vitamins, iron, magnesium, and CoQ10. Uh, and then we'll move on to our next slides that discuss these uh, ten, top 10 commonly used supplements. So the first one is multivitamins. I myself take a multivitamin. I don't know if it, that's my bottle in that picture. <laughs> I don't know if it really helps or not, but I figure it can't hurt. Uh, usually when I get blood work, all my vitamins and minerals are pretty good, but I feel like I have a poor diet, so it fills in my uh, nutrient gaps. <laughs> now, does, uh, but we can just hop around here. Does anyone want to talk about any of these other? Uh, sure. sure. I mean, going right to number two, the omega-3 fatty acids. It, you know, we talked about in other episodes about how the, the, the diet here, we don't eat enough fish um, and how hard it is to get certain fish. So this is something that most people need, and it's such an important thing to your heart health and your brain health. Um, and we know if you're not eating fish weekly in your diet, then you should be taking these. Mm -hmm. Alan, is there a particular so, yeah. one that you'd like to address? Yeah, the probiotics is important because uh, uh, most people don't know that you need a good bacteria for your system or your human body to thrive. Mm -hmm. And when things are super clean and, you know, beauty, you don't have enough bacteria. So the probiotic is a good way to balance. Uh, so you have good bacteria uh, to, new, to counteract the bad bacteria or maybe cause other functions that uh, will not happen smoothly without the proper probiotics. Mm -hmm. And even calcium, this might be good, especially for women, from what I heard, because women uh, lose a lot of calcium when they were younger. Uh, and it might affect them, maybe not when they're young, but maybe when they're in their 80s and 90s, mm -hmm. they might affect their bones. And by that time, it's too late. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, good gut health is very important and bone health. Um, and I would like to mention about vitamin D. Uh, despite the fact that I live in Florida and that I am a, uh, outdoorsy type of person um, when I can, I mean, still working. So it's not that I'm out all day, but despite that fact, I, my doctor has advised that I should take vitamin D. So I do um, because even though we do have a lot of sunlight, <laughs> um, it, I, you know, he still feels that um, an adequate vitamin D level can be achieved by taking vitamin D. And vitamin C, uh, likewise, um, is really good for your overall well-being and immune system, so, uh, and a good antioxidant. So take that as well. Well, one thing I want to add is just the fact that the label said vitamin D or vitamin or whatever, uh, there are many variations, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So from what I, a little bit of research a while back, uh, vitamin D, it can be manufactured using animal product or plant product, or there are different ways that the manufacturer can put it in a form that you can digest. So you have to find, and also the some of the vitamin, 
it might be more effective with meal or at the end of the day, or maybe yes. if you have an other supplement, maybe the two supplement can crash together mm -hmm. and cause some un unwanted, or maybe your body don't like it or whatever. So you just have to, it, it's a, unfortunately this one may be thousands of hours of research, but, but yes. just to be aware that it's not a magic thing. You read the label and then is all simple. It's, it's a bit more complex. Mm -hmm. And moving on to our next slide, we have uh, the final four top 10. Um, would anyone like to begin? Uh, I think, Alan, you've had um, some experience, especially with magnesium, uh, number nine. Yeah, basically, uh, for me, I have lick cramps every now and then. I'm, I'm sure some people can relate to it. And when I talked to my doctor a while back, uh, he suggested that I look into magnesium. So I'm unfortunately magnesium is um, not just magnesium. So until I talked to my doctor, I thought magnesium, magnesium. So I went to go to the store. I just look at things that magnesium and then find just randomly whatever it is. But turn out there are probably maybe five or ten different type of magnesium. To name a few, the most common one is probably magnesium oxide, mm -hmm. that's a little tiny little pill. Then there's a magnesium citrate, which is combined with some kind of sugar to make it typically like a gummy. And then there's magnesium L-theonate, which is supposed to help your brain. But again, with that one, they recommend that you do an empty stomach because the, when it helps the brain, it will go inside your brain. So if you happen to eat like a fish or some other minerals that are toxic, like lead or mercury in your, in, when you bite into it, it might combine with the magnesium L-theanate and then go into your blood, go into your brain accidentally. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's not recommended. So basically, um, just have to be cautious but magnesium, if I were to pick, is probably one of the most important uh, mineral that affects so many things, affect your mood, affect your sleep, your kidney, your heart, almost every part of your body. Well, I have to say, like you, my husband uh, had like really bad leg cramps and they have gone away uh, since he has started taking magnesium. And I have a friend who swears by CoQ10. Um, anytime that she has an important meeting or really feels like she has to be on her game and focused and uh, she uh, takes CoQ10 and has a really uh, strong belief in its uh, efficacy. Now, after she told me that I tried it and my brain was still foggy. No. <laughs> So I, 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 you know, I, I try to limit taking uh, pills to what I deem necessary. So I no longer take it. But like I said, she uh, swears by it. And then I, uh, for our older listeners, they might get a kick out of number eight, uh, Geritol. <laughs> I mean, because they do obviously have iron, you know, pills in pill form. But Geritol is, that's a old fashioned one. Mitchell, may, you may not even have heard of Geritol. <laughs> Uh, and when I went to the pharmacy to inquire about it, uh, the kid was like, what is that? 
<laughs> or have you watched that Lawrence Welk show? <laughs> so actually, the CBS here did not carry it. I bought that in Walgreens. And <laughs> the reason for doing so is kind of strange, but uh, I donate blood uh, regularly, and in uh, we use a company called One Blood, and they have buses where you can go in and donate blood. I'm trying to make this a quick story, but. In order to donate blood, your iron level has to be at a certain level. Mm -hmm. And even though every time I get blood work, my iron is perfect, they don't draw blood. Uh, that would be too invasive. So they just have this little device that they stick on your thumb. And if you're not at 12.5 and higher, they don't let you get blood. And for some reason, I have a problem with that. <laughs> and I'm rubbing my thumb. They take, have, make me do all these things to try to get the reading correct. But one of the nurses suggested Geritol. As a matter of fact, I'm giving blood later today. So that's why this is sitting here. <laughs> because I take a couple of swigs of that. And I feel like that helps get my iron. So this little device will say, yeah, she's good. She can get blood. <laughs> so that's a little anecdotal uh, <laughs> advice from me. <laughs> Works for me. Uh, Mitch, do you have anything to uh, add about? Yeah, you know, look at number seven, B vitamins. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and there's B12, there's B6, there's B17. There's different numbers of these B vitamins, but they're they're very complex vitamin as they do roles such as energy production and they work with the nervous system, but they're also responsible for not just red blood cell function, but but cell cellular health in general. Um and various types of cellular health, depending on the vitamin. So a deficiency in B vitamin could be one of the major problems that people experience in their lifetime. And it'd be a very simple solution. Um, and you may never know because it could be affecting you on a cellular level. Um, so it's definitely worth getting your levels checked out and seeing that if you do have a B vitamin deficiency, what most people do, and how addressing that can make your life better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in summary, uh, you know, these were the top 10 uh, that we found in popularity. And um, again, it all depends on you know, factors such as your personal health, your goals, your individual needs, what is popular at the time. So it's just important and advisable to consult with a healthcare professional or dietitian and um, figure out which ones are appropriate for your health uh, circumstances. Okay, so moving on to our next slide. I mean, as you can see from the picture that was on our, the cover slide, there are so many supplements nowadays, um, and they do sometimes seem to go in and out of fashion almost. Um, so here are some others in addition to the top 10. Like I know turmeric is really high now. You know, everybody's talking about turmeric, and um, the good thing is you can use that in cooking, um, but um, it is very uh, effective for some people. So uh, do either of you have any comments or experience about any of the other um uh supplements that are mentioned here well it's like you said it, it becomes a, a trend in business to where something becomes popular um when people want to try it i think that people should just be aware that there is counterfeit in this industry so if something is popular you have to be extra careful um of trying it out and like i said this is a list of 10 but there are hundreds not thousands um available on the market today right 
Alan, do you have any experience with any of these or any other supplements that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, just follow up with uh, Mitchell. Just be careful because the fact that it's popular is because it's promoted heavily, you know, by some famous person or big company. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they make claims that may be a little bit exaggerated. And the fact that they come up with a fancy logo and a new name mm -hmm. doesn't mean uh, your body would be uh, better served. So sometimes maybe better to understand what is your situation. You know, maybe your lack of sleep, maybe you're tired or maybe your bones giving you problem. Just find out what the root cause is and then just make an educated uh, guess on which uh, supplement that you might be beneficial. Try for a few days or a week and then if it help, then continue. If not, then you have to try something else. Mm -hmm. Right. I just summarize that it's important to, um, you know, maybe stick with name brands, um, you know, common manufacturers that uh, not some off brand um, company. Uh, also, you know, I like I mentioned before, I, I, and I know, Mitchell, you're like this, too. You don't like taking a lot of Alan, you as well don't like taking a lot of things. So, you know, you have to decide, you know, what if you are deficient in something, how you want to address that? Because it's not always taking a pill. There are other things you can do. But I know like this goalie, I remember when it was all the rage, apple cider vinegar, everybody get apple cider vinegar. Um, and I had many friends who tried it and uh, I did myself, but I didn't feel any, didn't notice any benefits from it. So um, I, I removed that. I only want to take less than five things a day and I do. So, um, that was not for me. Um, whey protein, a lot of athletes use that for building muscle uh, growth and recovery. Um, a lot of times it's uh, offered in smoothies and, you know, protein shakes. And I do believe that, you know, it, it does provide benefit to people uh, who are athletes or want to build muscle strength. And Mel you mentioned the sleeping. Uh, I know many people uh, who take melatonin uh, to aid in sleep. Um, so, you know, there are benefits. You just have to weigh the pros and cons, the risks and benefits for, for yourself. Mm -hmm. So moving on to our next slide, uh, supplements with the most scientific proof of their efficacy. So as we mentioned, you know, they aren't, uh, supplements are not regulated by the FDA. So there typically is a great deal of research conducted uh, and study and studied about supplements, some more research than others. So, you know, you have to also uh, learn or research if you're going to take something about whether these supplements have been studied. Is there a great deal of research that proves that they are effective? Um, some there's been a lot of research and most of those are, uh, a lot of those, not most, a lot of those are listed here. Uh, Alan, would you like to uh, start us off about this slide? Yeah, actually, I think this is the most important slide of our own presentation because uh, there are a lot of things that are promoted, but there's no proof behind it. Mm -hmm. This one has a long history of being research in universities in different uh, countries that have uh, real 
test and real data to relate either with human or animals or uh, whether they do certain things or not. So, so I'm glad that uh, Sherry like do a research on this one. Mm -hmm. So omega-3, like Richard was saying, is happen in fish or wild fish mostly, but uh, obviously in most areas it's not, not possible to get wild fish every week. So the fatty acid omega-3 is actually very valuable if you need uh, that to boost your immune system, your heart, your brain and so forth. And the same thing with vitamin D. Vitamin D, again, typically is synthesized uh, by your body when you have sunlight. Now in the summer, maybe you have better chance, but in the winter, typically in some part of the country, you don't have that much direct sunlight. So definitely most people are deficient on vitamin D, especially in the winter. Mm -hmm. Actually, the study said typically there are more deaths in the winter than summer. And I suspect that might be one reason. There's less sunlight and obviously people are deficient in vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Mitchell, do you have anything to add? Yeah, you know, just looking at this list, you know, we talked about all these throughout the presentation and it really kind of sums up multivitamins and filling in that supplement gap. Because most of these right here, you can get from a multivitamin. Um, yes. daily take. And it, it should at least give people the comfort and understanding that taking it is doing something positive for their body. Um, just be careful and talk to your healthcare professional, of course. Um, but it's good to supplement with the known things that will do you something beneficial. I agree. And as we, you know, this slide indicates, you know, the ones listed here in particular have had a great deal of scientific study. So, you feel more confident in taking them and they have proven to be effective. I mean, look at folic acid. Did you hear about folic acid? <laughs> I don't know, even 10 years ago, 15, I'm not sure. But now I think most obstetricians recommend that pregnant women take folic acid. And yet years ago, you'd never heard about it. So um, for the medical community to be recommending that, there had to have been a lot of scientific evidence. And the same with zinc. I mean, we didn't hear about zinc for colds. I mean, you know, a few years ago, and now, you know, it's promoted for, hey, if you feel a cold coming on, pop that zinc and, you know, hopefully you will shorten or eliminate getting a cold. So a lot, as we were, as we've all said here, a lot of these uh, supplements have been, you know, studied. Uh, a lot of research has been done and you feel confident uh, taking them. But again, you know, I would stick with the name brand and, you know, consult with the doctor. Okay, so moving on to our next slide, multivitamins. And this is just a, kind of what Mitchell just touched on. Um, you know, there's a lot of mixed reviews on multivitamins. I've looked myself like, do I really need to take this? But I figure it cannot hurt because, as I said, I have a very poor diet. So for me, even though the results are mixed, I feel like when I weigh the pros and cons, it makes sense for me to take a multivitamin. Alan, how do you feel about multivitamins? Yeah, I agree with you. Basically, uh, the good thing about all this supplement is most of them, if you stick with the basics, like zinc, vitamin B, and so on, not the fancy, blended, unknown uh, formula, the body will 
if there's not enough, the body will not feel good. But if there's too much, then the body would only take what it needs and then get rid of the un unnecessary one without any weight gain or any harmful effect. Mm -hmm. So it's better to err on the like a conservative or the cautious side and have more vitamin D than less vitamin D or more magnesium than less magnesium. Now, if you're taking like 10 times more than your body needs, then you might have an issue. But then you, your body can tell you when you know you have to do it before and after like a analysis on how you feel then so but if you stick with the basic ingredient typically you won't have any issues unless if you have like a special situation uh, probably a small portion of the population that you are sensitive or allergic to something then you have to be careful but for a majority of us it's better to err on the higher side you know in in these vitamins and minerals right how about you mitchell um yeah i think that uh for the best results um multivitamins need to coexist with a healthy diet and lifestyle so it, that's what it's made for it's made to supplement you eating a balanced meal so if you're still not eating healthy and you're taking multivitamins it's still you're still getting things into your system well, you won't get the max benefits of such. Uh, so consider an entire lifestyle change when you take them. Absolutely right. I've mentioned a couple times now that I have a poor diet and that so I feel like this is a, a you know a good thing for me to be taking a multivitamin. But you're right. It is not a substitute. I should be eating better and uh, getting most of my vitamins and minerals from my diet <laughs> than uh, you know a supplement. And exactly. so you're right having you know this is just a fill in the gaps kind of thing but really the proper way is to eat healthy uh, have a balanced diet and and then use this as a beneficial uh additive it is called a supplement after all <laughs> okay so moving on to our next slide this is basically what we were just talking about that it's the supplement should you know, fit into an overall health plan. They are not the be all and end all. And so, as we said, supplements should be in addition to a balanced diet, just be address any deficiencies that may occur just be based on your genetics, where you live. Um, you know, if you're follow what kind of diet you follow, there could be any number of reasons that you may have a gap. So a balance supplement should be used for a balanced diet or in conjunction with a, spa, a balanced diet and just fill in those uh, nutrient gaps that may occur for any number of reasons. And then moving on to our next slide, again, as we said, you know, you can be having these deficiencies for any number of reasons, um, age, life stages, um, uh, your DNA, so again, they need to fit into an overall health plan. And when you do incorporate them, you know, as we mentioned, it's important to do to choose high quality products from reputable manufacturers. Um, look for ones that have third party testing. I mean, some of them show that USB quality and that is an outside organization that does 
uh, testing of these products. So you can look for that and always, always follow the label instructions um, and be aware of any uh, potential interactions. Okay, so moving on, um, again, this is about research. Um, Alan, do you have anything to add? Uh, you know, we talked about how there is always ongoing research of uh, these types of products. Right. Uh, as I uh, learn more about the body, when I get older, um, we find out that um, there are a lot of things that um, need to be researched before you uh, conclude that whether it works or not. And the good thing is with the new technology, there are many ways that they can uh, do research a lot quicker, get better results nowadays compared to 10, 20, 30 years ago. And the research is going on around the world. So, and there are a lot of interesting publications that you can read um, that have neutral or not biased research. And hopefully as time goes by, Pay Forward can you know, study this research and then report back to our audience and hopefully it will be beneficial to everyone. Right. Mitchell, do you have anything to add? Yeah, you know, the, it's the supplement market in general is a, is a huge market and has been in this country for hundreds of years, going back to the snake oil industry. So <laughs> knowing that you're dealing with the market so big and there's so much money involved. Um, uh, last time it says here in 2020, the market was $140.3 billion. Wow. To give you an idea of what we're dealing with. So the research is important. There's money feeling it. Um, you have to kind of do your own research to know who's real and who's not. Um, and just take care of your body. Take care of your mind. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So uh, we're going to summarize what we've just discussed. Remembering uh, that supplements are not a magic solution and should be used as part of your, you know, approach to health, your diet, physical activity, and in consultation with a healthcare professional or dietitian, someone who can give you, you know, a personalized plan uh, based on your, you know, specific health circumstances. And uh, we want to also note that the information that we share in this podcast, we're calling it an educational series, and we hope it is, and we hope it has been uh, informative, but it is based on our unscientific research, our anecdotal evidence, and personal experiences, um, And we, but we did want to share this information. Um, we all have learned something uh, in conducting this podcast and this presentation, and we hope you have as well. Um, supplements should be used judiciously, and but we do think they do provide uh, health benefits, um, and we hope you found that this uh, podcast was informative. So that concludes our discussion today on uh, supplements. Uh, so we just want to mention that um, this podcast is part of a series called Help Yourself by Helping Others. And we have lots of other episodes about educational and interesting topics. Um, Mitchell, what were some of the other topics we've uh, discussed uh, lately? Sure. You know, we have things about, um, I think we have cargo ships in there and shipping in general, urban vacation programs, uh, longevity broadcasts, uh, so many, so many. So please check us out. And uh, take a listen. 
Yeah, Alan, uh, how can people find us? Uh, they can always check our website, which is uh, payitforwardonline.org, or you can follow us on Facebook. Also, we will be opening up a Facebook group and hopefully we can create a, a community of like-minded individuals that can communicate with each other under this group. And as soon as the group uh, gets uh, interesting thing, then we'll, you know, try to get feedback and then further improve our future podcast. Okay, well, going back to the last slide, um, you can find uh, give us a listen uh, on the podcast on Spotify, Google, YouTube, and Dystopia. You can just um, search on Help Yourself by Helping Others, and you will find it. And as Mitchell said, you can see some of the topics here, memory loss, fish, dealing with difficult relationships, um, dealing with frustration. There are many, urban our urban beautification program. So there are many topics and we would love for you to give a listen and give us some feedback and you know even let us know if there's a podcast you would like to join live or if you have a subject that you would like to discuss. And then going back to our final slide that Alan touched on, um, we do have a, a website, it's listed here. We also have a general Facebook page. And then what Alan was talking about, there is a uh, Facebook group that was started and that is um, called Pay It Forward Community. And on there, our members, our audience, our followers can uh, discuss um, how they pay it forward, how the world should pay it forward, uh, how we can address some of the world's problems and challenges together uh, and make a difference. And then finally, you can also support us on Patreon at that uh, address there. And we do have several tiers of support, uh, you know, from regular support in general to specific uh, programs that we have. So you can also check that out. So that is uh, our podcast and presentation for today. We thank you all for joining us. Mitchell and Alan, thank you. <laughs> okay and until we see you next time keep paying it forward okay bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.